Listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. We are wrapping up the week here on I Love Old Time Radio. Welcome, Old Time Radio fans. I'm your host, Virtual Vinny. You can interact with us via social media on our Facebook page at I Love Old Time Radio or on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. You can send feedback via the contact form on our website at I Love Old Time Radio.com or you can leave a voice message using the anchor.fm app. If you enjoyed this program, please take the time to rate and review us at review.iloveoldtimeradio.com. I Love Old Time Radio produces a new show every Monday through Friday each day with a different theme. Fridays, we hope to say the secret word on You Bet Your Life. This episode originally aired on December 6, 1950. And George, what is the secret word? Ladies and gentlemen, the secret word tonight is hair. H-A-I-R. Really? You bet your life! The more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers of America present Groucho Marx in You Bet Your Life, a comedy quiz series produced and transcribed from Hollywood. And here he is, the one, the only... Groucho! That's me, Groucho Marx. Thank you. Well, here I am again with $1,000 for one of our couples. Fenneman, who's first to try for it? Well, a bachelor and a spinster, Groucho, selected by our studio audience just before we went on the air. And here they are, Miss Florence Fairbank and Mr. Max Willens. Come over here and meet Groucho Marx. Well, 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 let's see this. Uh, bachelor and a spinster, eh? Uh, Miss uh, Florence Fairbank, huh? You're a mighty fine-looking woman, Florence. And uh, Max Willens, that's, that's yes, you, that's I me. presume. Huh? Welcome, youngsters, for the... Dis- <laughs> Welcome, youngsters, for the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers of America. And if you say the secret word, you'll divide $100 in cash. It's a common word, something you always have with you. Miss Fairbanks, uh, where are you from? Richmond, Virginia. Richmond, Virginia. FFV. FFV. What does that uh, mean? First family of Virginia. Oh. And who was the second family? Do you remember? (laughs) Now, uh, what sort of work do you do, uh, Miss Fairbanks? I'll call you Florence, huh? Oh, yes, do. I'm a hostess. You're a hostess? Yes. Well, They want to be exclusive tea rooms. Oh. Well, I'm sure it's exclusive if you're the hostess, Florence. And Max, uh, you're a bachelor, eh? Yes, sir. Where, where are you from, Max? I, I was born in Vienna. Mm-hmm. You got a very big role uh, on you? <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been living in California? Oh, about uh, ten years now. Ten years? Eh? Yes, sir. You like it here? I love it. You miss Vienna? No, I don't. <laughs> Did you miss it when you were there? <laughs> On the contrary, I, I, I missed it. I never missed it. In fact, I, I left it because I wanted to miss it. I see. <laughs> well, you make an attractive couple, and as long as you're both uh, in California, you might just as well get married. <laughs> Max, did you say your name is Max? Yes, sir. Max, yeah. Is it easier to find a wife here than your hometown? 
Now, uh, I think it's easier to find them over there, but it's harder to get rid of them here. That's a very logical answer. <laughs> Max, do you have a nickname, or should I just keep calling you Max? Well, they, they call me uh, Frenchy most of the time. Frenchy, that's because you're from Vienna? That's right. <laughs> Why do they call you Frenchy? I don't know. My, my accent, they, 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 everybody thinks I'm a, I'm a Frenchman. I can't speak French. I don't know any French. What sort of work do you do, Max? I'm a cab driver. Mm-hmm. What kind of taxi cab do you drive? A yellow cab. There's nothing yellow about the cabs in this town. They'll attack anybody. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> now, tell us something about driving a cab. Have you ever had any unusual experiences on your job? Well, to tell you the truth, almost every experience a cab driver has is unusual. <laughs> but I could tell you a very interesting well, story. Well, I, I wish you would. I haven't told you any. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> It happened to me while I was overseas in the OSS. Mm-hmm. I was living in a hotel there in, in Mayfair, and... Uh, you were really putting it on over there, huh? Yeah, I was a major. Oh. Got a lot of, made a lot of money. So, uh, it was during the time of the bus bombs and those V2s. It was awful. So, one Sunday morning, I was standing in, in front of the mirror, shaving, and all of a sudden, the alert sounded, woo, woo, you know... So, uh, two minutes Doesn't later... Doesn't sound like an alert to me, eh? Two minutes later, the, Sounds uh, like a dame passing on the corner. Two minutes later, the first bus bomb came right over our hotel. <laughs> it was awful. You ought to be working for Disney. <laughs> so, uh, uh, I, uh... Chambermaid came around the corner and... Was she shaving, too? <laughs> she said to me, uh... With the typical English understatement, she said, aren't they a nuisance? I was scared to death. And she said, aren't they a nuisance? Well, that's charming, I think. I said, for goodness sakes, ma'am, why don't you move from here to Scotland or somewhere where there aren't any bombs? And the answer she gave me, I'll never forget. She said, oh, no, she said, Mr. Hitler is not going to tell me when and where to move. Well, that's You know, oddly enough, that was the whole attitude of the British, and it was a great contribution to winning the war. I should say so. Now, let's find out something about you, too. Max, uh, what is your age? I'm 62. Well, you're a very young-looking man, and I'd say you have a very honest meter. Uh, how, how old are you, Florence? <laughs> oh, I'm a little younger than he is. Are you sure your meter is as honest as his? Would <laughs> you doubt it? No, I don't. Uh, Florence, how come a charming, attractive, intelligent sweet girl like you hasn't married before this. Well, I guess I just haven't found the one I was looking for, that Prince Charming. Maybe I've waited. You waited too, too long, yeah? Mm-hmm. Well, be careful when you're around Max. He'll charge you 20 cents for each five minutes of waiting. <laughs> Max, why haven't you married? Well, uh, tell you the truth, I could only... That's what we're looking for. Huh? I could only marry a woman that, that I... Res- That's what we all marry. <laughs> I could only marry a girl that I respect. And a girl that would marry me, I couldn't respect. (laughs) Max, I don't think you're being very fair to yourself. Well, I think you have a charming personality and you seem like a very nice fellow. Remember that the next time I get in your cab. Thank you, sir. Now, Florence, tell me, if you found a handsome, eligible bachelor, would you be interested? I might be. 
Look at Max. His heart's going buckety, buckety, buckety. <laughs> or maybe that's just his meter ticking. <laughs> and now in just one minute, you're going to play your bet your life for a chance at the $1,000 question. Right now, I want you to listen carefully to what Fenneman has to say. Throughout the country, you'll find that the DeSoto Plymouth dealers are well thought of in the communities in which they're located. They have gained the respect of their neighbors and business acquaintances by the way they run their DeSoto Plymouth dealerships. They have the old-fashioned idea of how a customer should be treated, with courtesy, fairly and squarely. And you'll find the spirit of fair play is reflected in every member of the DeSoto Plymouth organization, whether they're in the service crew, on the sales floor, or in the office. DeSoto Plymouth dealers also get their reputations because of the two superb cars which they handle. The brilliant DeSoto is one of the best engineered automobiles ever built. And it is a long, low car with beautiful lines and the most luxurious interior you can imagine. As you know, all dealers who sell DeSoto also sell Plymouth. So look for these two great names linked together. DeSoto, Plymouth. Here we go. Now, let's see if you two will get a chance at the $1,000. Fenneman, explain the rules. <laughs> well, you bet as much of your $20 as you want on each of four questions. And the couple that earns the most money gets a chance at the $1,000 DeSoto Plymouth question later on in the show. Here we go. Let's see how high I can build you $20. You selected composers of operas. Here's yeah. your first question. How much of the 20 will you bet? Talk right up, kids. Into the microphone. $10. $10. Okay. Who composed Tristan and Isolde? Tristan and Isolde, uh, Richard Wagner. Wagner is right, huh? Off to a great start. They have $30. How we ever did that and played shortstop for Pittsburgh at the same time is beyond me. How much have they got now? $30. $30. Remember, you're going for $1,000 tonight. Now, how much of the $30 would you bet on your second question? $25. All right. Who composed Madame Butterfly? Uh, Giacomo Puccini. Puccini is right. Puccini, now, he not only gives you the first name, the last name, first name, everything. is really a, a scholar, this man is, isn't he? They certainly are. Uh, he certainly is. How many, how many, <laughs> let's, let's get the tenses right. Now, how much have, how much have they got? They have we 55... are tensing tonight on the old... How much have they got? $55. Stop giggling, Fenneman, will you? You're a grown man with three kids. Huh? Here's your third question. How much of the 55 are you going to go for? 50. 50. Who composed Carmen? Uh, George Bizet. Bizet is right. <laughs> and he he was really busy when he wrote that, too. Huh? Well, they're they're climbing now. How, how much did they got? One hundred and five dollars. One hundred and five dollars. Who is your last chance to beat the other couples? How much will you bet? Mm. All of it. All of it. All of it. What do you want five dollars for? <laughs> <laughs> All right, you ready? Yeah, I better make it easy. $105? Yeah. Here we go. Who composed Rigoletto? Giuseppe Verdi. Verdi is right. <laughs> and they wind up with a grand total of $210. Thanks and good luck. Thanks and good luck from the Minnesota Plymouth dealers. 
That Max uh, is really a sharp cookie. You know the first names of everybody. So I didn't even know the last name. <laughs> oh, Groucho, the secret word is still hair. Okay. Uh, we invited some women dentists to the program tonight, and just before we went on the air, our studio audience selected Dr. Ilyana Cosby. Her partner is a married man from the studio audience, Mr. Terrence O'Brien. And here they come. Folks, come on over here and meet Groucho Marx. Welcome to You Bet Your Life. And if you say the secret word, you'll divide $100 in cash. It's a common word, something you always have with you. Now, let's see. Uh, uh, Ilana Cosby, is that right? Ilana. It rhymes in- with manana. Okay. Are you related to Bing? No, my husband uh, could be because his name is Cosby and we're always confused. His name is Fairfax. Oh. Fairfax Cosby. Fairfax and where? Beverly? <laughs> the boulevard was named for him. It, he was? Yes, seriously. Oh, really? Oh, well, it's a yes. mighty fine boulevard. <laughs> and Terrence O'Brien. That's me. Hello. Well, I'm fine, and how are you? I'm all right. <laughs> you're, you're a dentist, uh, Eliana? I am. Uh, where, where are you from? Los Angeles. Born here? No, in New York City. New York City? Yes. How long have you lived out here? I came here when I was three years old, and that was 25 years ago. Well, you're still in your teens, according to that. (laughs) And uh, Mr. O'Brien, where where are you from? Austin, Texas. Austin, Texas. How long have you lived up here? Oh, just just a little bit shy of a year. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, how come you left Texas? Well, uh... I just want to see what it was like out here. All the money was, rich people. What about those oil wells in Texas? Well, I didn't have any. <laughs> now, what kind of work do you do up, Mr. O'Brien? Well, right now I'm a student, going oh. to school. Oh, you're just a boy, yeah? That's all, just uh, a kid. Uh, how, old, how old are you? 32. <laughs> <laughs> you must be pretty near through high school by this time. <laughs> no, I'm really, I'm going to school out here to... Uh, to learn something more, you know. I finished high school. I'm going to UCLA. Mm-hmm. Some of my boys are here. No, those are girls from USC. <laughs> what do you contemplate doing when you uh, get discharged from college? I mean, do you have any particular profession you're going after? Or? No, I, uh, I haven't decided yet. Oh. Well, I think by the time you get to 50, you ought to come to some conclusion. <laughs> Now, Mrs. Uh, uh, Cosby, uh, aren't women a uh, doctor? Mm-hmm. You can call me doctor, too. Huh? Oh, certainly. I was a doctor in a couple of movies. I made out <laughs> Matter of fact, I had a doctor of the movies after I got through with it. <laughs> aren't, aren't women dentists quite unusual? No, they're about uh, 20 in Los Angeles alone. Well, if they're alone in Los Angeles, they're a lot better off than if they knew somebody. <laughs> Mr. Uh, uh, O'Brien, uh, you're a married man? Definitely. Mm-hmm. Really married. Mm-hmm. You have any children? I have two. Well, what are their names? Well, the oldest boy, three years old, is Patrick Michael O'Brien, and the youngest is 18 months, and he's Dennis Terrence O'Brien. He's a dentist, and he's 18 <laughs> months? <laughs> How did you meet your wife, Mr. O'Brien? Well, it was, uh, I'm Irish, and my wife was Irish, Dugan, and, uh, we were having a St. Patrick's Day party, and some of the boys were there, Shanahan, Donahue, and a couple of the others, and... Nobody named Schwartz? <laughs> and uh, a friend of mine, Floyd Shanahan, we went out in the kitchen there and got in the batter, and we put a little bit of grog in it, just for the joke of it, and uh, 
it seemed like the cakes didn't raise up right when they were baked. And uh, my wife-to-be, she found out that I was the one that did it. She was the one who was baking the cake, and the cake flopped so bad, and so she slung it. I caught it. She threw the cake at you? She sure did. She says, if I knew you were coming, I'd have thrown a cake. Is that <laughs> and then that was the... Well, I, I realized the next day after I got well that... Uh... <laughs> what do you mean, you... I was ill. The cake was uh, hit me kind of hard. <laughs> so I had a little headache, and I get better later on, and, and I realized it was uh, kind of a nasty trick, so I went back and told her I was sorry. And, uh, and Why were you sorry? I don't back. understand. Did she throw a cake at you, and it hit you in the face? Well, she... Uh, that's right, too. I hadn't thought about that. <laughs> I'd have it out with her if I were you, huh? Kids or no kids, huh? Now, Mrs. Uh, Cosby, uh, what advice do you have for saving teeth, Doctor? Proper brushing of teeth, good nutrition. Excellent. Nutrition is one of the first things to pay attention to. The um, lack of uh, emotional tension and seeing your dentist, of course, quite frequently. How often? At least twice or three times a year. I see my dentist every week. He's going with my daughter. <laughs> it's not helping my teeth, any. <laughs> As a matter of fact, it's not helping my daughter anymore. <laughs> well, it's been wonderful having you both here, and my thanks to both of you. And now we're going to proceed with our little game. Yeah? Now, let's see how you make out in the race with $1,000. You've got to work together as a team and run your $20 into more than our other couples. I can't tell you how much our first couple won, but Fenneman's going to remind our listeners. The Bachelor and the Spinster won $210. Here we go. Let's see how high I can build you $20. You selected, complete the names. Here's your first question. How much of the 20 will you try? Ten. 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 What king was known as the Lionheart? Richard. Richard is right. And they're on the way, Doctor. They have $30. Pat, it's quite evident that your uh, education hasn't been neglected. Remember, you're going for $1,000. How much of the $30 will you bet on your second question? 15 to 20? 20. 20. Shoot it. 20? What Western outlaw was known as the kid? Billy. Billy the kid is right. Now they have fifty dollars. Here's your third question. How much of the fifty are you gonna try? Forty. What was the name of the Norseman who discovered Greenland? He was known as the Red. Eric. Eric the Red is right. They now have ninety dollars. You got ninety dollars. Here's your last chance to beat the other couples. How much of the ninety are you gonna go for? Eighty. Talk up, kids. We'll shoot it all. Shoot it all. Shoot it. All right, you're going to shoot it all. What gal who kicked the gong around was known as the Moocher? Minnie. Minnie the Moocher. And they wind up with a grand total of $180. Thanks and good luck from the DeSoto Plymouth dealers. Oh, gosh, oh, the uh, secret word is still hair. 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 We invited some deputy sheriffs to the program tonight, and just before we went on the air, our studio audience selected... Audrey Lair. Her uh, partner is a symphony conductor, Professor Peter Meremblum. And here they come. Folks, come on in here and meet Groucho Marx. Welcome for the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers, and if you say the secret word, you'll divide $100 instantly. It's a common word, something you always have with you. Miss uh, Audrey Lair. Yes, sir. That's you, huh? And a symphony conductor and a deputy sheriff. I'm a deputy sheriff. You're a deputy? Yes, sir. Where Where are you from, Audrey? From San Francisco. Professor Peter Merenbloom, are you any relation to Lovenbloom? <laughs> where, where, where are you from? 
I'm from <laughs> Yalta, Crimea. You're in Alta Crimea? <laughs> <laughs> you don't look like You look like a comparatively young man. Huh? I am young man. Professor, are you married? Yes, sir. How long have you been married? 25 years. 25 years? Well, at least you should know the score. I do. <laughs> well, you should after facing the music for 25 years. <laughs> Would I be amiss, Audrey, if I asked you how old you are? Not at all. It wouldn't be fun talking to you if I were a miss. <laughs> well, how old are you? 28. You're a mighty pretty girl, Audrey. Hmm? Can't get over it. I thought all the Western sheriffs were old and gnarled and chewed tobacco. <laughs> <laughs> but don't you even carry a six-shooter? Carry a thirty-eight revolver. You're pretty well healed, eh? <laughs> and very well ankled, too, I might say. <laughs> Have you ever used your revolver, Audrey? Mm, no. Why don't you and I go out after the show tonight? Uh, I'd give you occasion to. Uh, I'm having walnuts for dinner. We can use your revolver to crack them. Uh. Fooled you, didn't I? Uh. You thought I went off half-cocked there, didn't you? Now, Sheriff, what do you do in your job? Do you ride a horse and catch bank robbers? No, it's the supervision and protection of the female inmates in the county jail. Oh, well, if they're behind the bars, what do they need protection for? <laughs> from themselves, from each other. Sometimes we get some pretty wild ones. Well, while you're about it, could you save me a wild one? <laughs> now, Professor Marenbloom, let's get back to you. What, what band do you lead? I call California Junior Symphony Orchestra. Is that a Dixieland jive outfit? <laughs> No, this junior orchestra consists of young people from 12 to 20 years old. Oh. Firehouse 5 plus 110, is that it, huh? <laughs> Now, Professor, I've not only heard of, of your orchestra, but I've also heard it, and I think it's the finest organization of its kind. You've done a remarkable job of those kids. Thank you, Mr. Thank you. Do you have a professional name like Hot Lips Marenbloom? <laughs> Sometimes they call me Pied Piper of Hollywood. The Pied Piper? You mean all these kids are little rats? <laughs> How many prisoners do you have in your jail, Audrey? <laughs> pretty close to 200. Mm -hmm. They must have some pretty hot uh, gossip sessions down there, eh? What, what do they talk about, Audrey? Oh, pretty much the same thing that men do. They ought to be ashamed of themselves. <laughs> Sheriff, tell me, do men ever try to flight with you? Yes. Even if you're wearing a uniform? Mm, I guess it doesn't make any difference whether I have my uniform on or not. Oh, I think it would make some difference. <laughs> <laughs> I recommend that you at least... <laughs> well, thanks to you two, I know all about music and... <laughs> Someday we must get together and sing the prisoner song. <laughs> Now you're going to play your bet your life. You beat our other two couples, and you'll get a chance at the $1,000 DeSoto Plymouth question. I can't tell you how much our other couples won, but Fenneman's offstage to remind our listeners. The Bachelor and the Spinster are still ahead with their $210. Now here we go. Let's see how high I can build you $20. You selected uses of money. Here's your first question. How much will you bet? Ten. Talk yeah. up. Ten. Ten is ten. all right. Ten. $10. What do you call money taken by the government March 15th? Income tax. Income tax. 
Well, we're on the way. That isn't what I call it, but no matter, huh? <laughs> they have thirty dollars now. Remember, you're going for a thousand dollars tonight. Now, how much of the thirty will you bet on your second question? All right, twenty. All right. What do you call 20. money you pay for speeding? Traffic fines. Fines is right. <laughs> They now have $50. You now have $50. Here's your third question. How much of the 50 are you going to go for? If we save 10 and bet 40, is that right. too much? Okay. 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 How much? 40. $40. Oh. What do you call money you give to the community chest? Charity. <laughs> Contribution. Contribution is right. <laughs> you now find some $90. All right, you got $90. And here's your last chance to beat the other couples. How much will you bet? Do we stick on the same system? Up to you. $80. $80. What do you call money you receive from profits of a corporation? Assets. Now, think mm, carefully. One minute. answer between you now. Profits received from a corporation. What do you call it? Well, net profit. No, no I, 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 I'm sorry. It's, it's dividends. It's dividends. So no. we went back down You were flirting around with it, Audrey. I didn't flirt yeah. enough. Yes, and you wind up with $10. No, that's a shame. Why, why didn't ask me? I will tell you, David. Then. All right, why didn't give you another question? Well, I didn't know you. Groucho, I have a, an extra question here. I think we should let them go home with a little more than $10. All right, we're going to give you one more question. If you get it right, you win $10. Now, think hard now. No help in the audience. Who wrote Beethoven's Fifth Symphony? <laughs> Beethoven is right. <laughs> But they still wind up with an actual ten dollars. Wait a minute. Uh, from offstage, we are told that uh, Mr. Marenbloom said that he knew that answer. I knew, I knew but I thought it this privilege of lady to answer. Well, see. for being such a polite fellow. Well, I lost so uh, much money in stock market. I know it's different. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, here. <laughs> <laughs> right, now, wait a now, what do you want, Professor? Do, do you want the question again about Beethoven? Or no. do you? <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> All right, you're gonna leave your bet the same. Eighty dollars. Here we go. What do you call money you pay when you're kidnapped? Can I answer? Yes, yes. Ransom. Ransom? Ransom is right. And they wind up with a grand total of $170. And that means the bachelor and the spinster with $210 get the chance of the DeSoto Plymouth big question. Well, give me the question, Fenneman, and in just a minute we'll see if they're going to walk off with $1,000. If your car doesn't operate smoothly and efficiently day after day, well, you need the kind of service that DeSoto Plymouth dealers pride themselves on being able to give. For the DeSoto Plymouth mechanics are trained in the latest factory servicing methods. Special courses held regularly throughout the year keep these skilled men up to date on the newest of servicing techniques. Factory manuals, factory recommended lubricants, and factory inspected parts help to assure you that every job done on your car is done right. And this kind of service is reflected in the way your car performs, the way it starts on colder mornings, the way it serves you and your family week after week. So, for excellent car service, drive in wherever you see the sign of a DeSoto Plymouth dealer. See you later, Audrey. <laughs> and here's the bachelor and the spinster, our winning couple. Right, if it's the last thing I ever did. All ready for the DeSoto Plymouth $1,000 question. 
All right, here we go. For one thousand dollars, I'll give you fifteen seconds to decide on a single answer between you. So think carefully, and please, no help from the audience. Here it is. When Abraham Lincoln was assassinated, he was watching a play in Ford's Theater. For a thousand dollars, what was the name of that play? What is the answer you two have decided upon? We don't, don't know. know. Well, I, I'm sorry, but that is not the answer. The answer is our American cousin. That's the correct answer, so that means the big question next week will be worth $1,500. Well, you lost the big money, but you won how much? Well, they, these people won $210. $210 in the quiz. Congratulations and thanks to both of you and to all of our contestants on the show tonight. Thank you. Be sure to tune in again next Wednesday night at this time for the Groucho Marx Show, when the big question will be worth $1,500. And don't miss Groucho's television show, also presented by the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers of America. And remember, all dealers who sell DeSoto also sell Plymouth. Two great cars, both products of the Chrysler Corporation. And when you drive in, tell them Groucho sent you. Good night, folks, and remember... Just be sure to see your DeSoto Plymouth dealer. Folks, here's a reminder from the National Safety Council. Twilight reduces visibility. Reduce your speed accordingly. You bet your life. Transcribed from Hollywood is produced by John Goodell. Directed by Robert Dwan and Bernie Smith. Music by Jerry Fielding. This is George Fenneman signing off for the more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers from coast to coast. Listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. Welcome back. Another great episode of You Bet Your Life. And I did a little research on one of the last contestants, Peter Marenblum. Marenblum was born on September 22nd, 1890 in Russia, graduated from the St. Petersburg Conservatory before moving to America. In 1936, he founded the California Junior Symphony which was funded by his own money for the first few years and was dedicated to musical education. The orchestra was featured in the 1939 Goldwyn film, They Shall Have Music, and many of the kids in the orchestra were used in the 1940 Paramount film, There's Magic in Music. Peter Marenblum died July 2nd, 1966, in Santa Monica, California. I'd also like to take a moment to talk about a message I received about our feed on TuneIn and iHeartRadio. I want to thank Jim for bringing it to my attention. Apparently, these feeds stopped on November 19th. So I did look into them and sent word to TuneIn to update their listings, and I'm happy to say that it has been done. For iHeartRadio, I noticed there were two listings, one that stops on November 19th, and the other has the current shows. 
Just remember, you can always find the most recent shows on our website at islandwoldtimeradio.com in case you're wondering if we're still doing a show. And that's going to conclude our show here on I Love Old Time Radio. This program can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Spotify, and on our host, Anchor.fm. You can listen to us on your Alexa device through TuneIn or iHeartRadio. For our full list, visit our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com and to find the best location that suits you. Like us on Facebook at I Love Old Time Radio. Follow us on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. Comments and questions can be directed to our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com or leave a voice message using the Anchor.fm app. If you'd like to help support this show, you can do so at support.iloveoldtimeradio.com or by joining our Vintage Radio Club and get an extra episode a week. And speaking of Vintage Club members, this weekend, it's a melodrama about a doctor fighting disease in the jungles and his love for forbidden fruit. It's from the MGM Theater of the Air, and it's called His Brother's Wife. The Shadow returns on Monday, and Groucho will be back next Friday for some more You Bet Your Life. For I Love Old Time Radio.com, this is Virtual Vinny, signing off. <laughs>